losing weight to gain control. Today's topic? No thank you. I'm not emotionally hungry. And welcome to the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. I'm Gwen Alexander, your host. I'm also known as Coach Gwen. I'm an author, a speaker, a blogger, and a weight maintenance coach. And I also play piano in my spare time. It's all It all makes my life very interesting. Now, before I start in on today's topic, I just want to fill you in on some things that I've been working on for the podcast. One of the things I like to focus on is not just weight loss, but getting to maintenance and staying there. That's why I refer to myself as a weight maintenance coach. I don't just focus on food and exercise. I also focus on the invisible things that will help you to lose the weight and to keep it off. In future episodes, I plan on having guests on the the podcast. I've reached out to one person already and you'll get to hear their interview in the future. Some of the guests I'm looking at having are a little different to have on a podcast that focuses on weight loss. Some of them uh, may not have what we consider a weight problem. Now, one of them I recently had a conversation with, um, and they mentioned to me how they realized that they were an emotional eater. Now, when I look at them or when I've seen pictures of them, I never even thought about them as having a weight problem or much less being an emotional eater. I thought, wow, look how great they look. You know, they seem to have it all together. I want this podcast to be for the person that wants to lose five pounds and keep it off and for the person trying to lose the hundred pounds and keep it off. Because a lot of it has to do with the mindset that you're in um, when you start the process or even throughout the process. So let's get to today's topic. No, thank you. I'm not emotionally hungry. Now, I have this program that I call the Maintenance Mindset. I laid it out in episode number one. The Maintenance Mindset is working on losing the invisible weight while working on losing the physical weight. The invisible weight usually deals with with our feelings and what's going on in our mind. The title of today's podcast came from an experience I actually had recently. Now, as I stated in my earlier podcast, I've lost 70 pounds, and it took me about three years to get it off. I've been in maintenance for about a year. Now, some people may think, well, that's too long. I want to get it off in a shorter amount of time. Yes, I did lose it slowly, but I think that was one of the keys in me keeping it off so far. Because in the past, I had tried to lose it as fast as I can, and I think sometimes it didn't give my mind a a time to catch up with where my body was. Now, during that three years, I slowly developed habits that I still do today. Some of those habits are I try to pre-plan my meals as best as I can. I write it down in my paper food journal with a pencil. Now, I know some people use apps, but for me, uh, writing it on a, in a tablet worked best. And why do I use pencil? Because sometimes I need to make changes. Sometimes I might uh, decide to go eat out later or eat out for one of my meals and I, I go ahead and erase it and write in what I had. Another habit I do is I have my workout clothes ready the night before on uh, my workout and my workout plan. When I go to workout, there's no trying to figure out when and what to do. 
And this next habit is the one I think that fits per perfectly into the maintenance mindset. I ask myself this question. Am I physically hungry or am I emotionally hungry? Even now when I ask myself this question, it keeps me from mindlessly eating. About two weeks ago, I was getting ready to eat dinner. I'm at a point where I have my meals already cooked and they're already in containers in the refrigerator. So all I do is just pull out what I need and uh, heat it up in the microwave. Now this particular day, I had eaten, eaten lunch uh, kind of late. So that afternoon, I, I didn't have a snack, but I needed to eat dinner at about the same time because I was getting ready to go somewhere and I was going to get home late. I didn't want to eat dinner, at like to be eating dinner at 8 o'clock at night and then going to bed. So I was going to eat a, a little less than usual. As I opened the refrigerator, I took out the items that I was going to eat. And instead of saying to myself, I'm not hungry, this is, this is what was strange to me. I said, I'm not emotionally hungry right now. And I just stopped. I was like, where in the world did that come from? And who tells themselves or anyone, oh, I'm not emotionally hungry right now. For me to realize I was sometimes feeding my hunger of stress, uh, of loneliness, or I had a bad day, or maybe somebody was mean to me, was what, what I've heard some people call a light bulb moment. It's that moment you realize, wow, what in the world have I been doing? When I look over my food journal, um, I look for patterns. I've mentioned this before because uh, I look, I think of my food journal as like a budget. Um, if I'm trying to get out of debt, one of the things that I do is uh, look at where I'm spending my money now and where I can make some changes. So I look at my food journal uh, in that way. Because I can see the days when I ate certain foods, like I might have had an extra dessert because I was having a bad day and thought, I deserve that extra treat. It's funny, uh, one day I realized if I looked over my food journal, I could tell you why I ate the way I did on certain days. Now, when I ate uh, was more of a, what I ate was more of a reflection of how I felt uh, than, my, than my journal where I actually write my feelings. I have uh, all my food journals that I started writing on December 7th of 2011. And when I said this time was going to be different, I let some people look at those journals because they wanted to have an idea of how I kept track, track of my food. And when they were looking through it, I almost felt like I was letting them in on my private life. That's how much of an emotional tie I have with food. Uh, even after these four years, I still have to work on that not using food as a treat thing. But that'll be a theme for another podcast episode. Now I want you to think about it. How much of the eating you do is because of your emotions? I had a friend that told me she overate chocolate for two or three days in a row. Now being the weight maintenance coach that I am, I asked her, well, what, what were you doing when you, when you ate this, when you did this? We, we figured, okay, she was watching TV. And then my next question was, well, what were you watching? Well, she was watching some romantic movies. Now, as of the recording of this, we just had Valentine's Day not too long ago. It was last week. And usually chocolate is what you get or you give for Valentine's Day. Now, chocolate's not bad. I eat and love chocolate. But are you eating it to fill a void in your life? I'm not saying this is what my friend was doing, but is that what are you doing? I've done it. 
And so I have to be conscious of it now. I don't particularly like potato chips or crunchy snacks, but I've talked to people that have told me they love the salty foods that, uh, that what, what they eat after a long day at work. My question to them and to you also is being the coach that I am is uh, what happened on that day when you went crazy eating your crunchy foods? Uh, some of the answers I've gotten were it was stressful at work or I was mad at my kids right now because of something they did or or I'm mad at my spouse. or So uh, is it chocolate when you're sad and crunchy when you're mad? <laughs> what, what if uh, you would stop and ask yourself before you put the chocolate or the potato chips in your mouth, am I emotionally or physically hungry right now? The better thing would be to ask yourself this before you even pick up the food. (laughs) Am I eating this to make me feel a certain way? Now, I've written in my book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, and I also spoke on um, how I used food as a drug. I would eat to the point I felt, I actually felt a high when I ate uh, certain foods or ate uh, a certain amount of it. But then after the whole little episode was over, I felt horrible because I thought deep down I knew I was trying to cover up my emotions. Now, I don't care what your size is or or how much weight you want to lose. Emotionally eating is something we all do. It's just on some of us, the evidence of our eating shows up on our bodies as excess fat. Now, I gave you uh, the main way I try to deal with emotional hunger. I ask myself why I'm eating something that I didn't plan on eating that day. What's some other things you can do to overcome emotional hunger? Well, here's some of the the things that I've learned over the last few years uh, to help me deal with when I'm emotionally hungry. Number one, feel your feelings. I used to be so afraid to feel my feelings. What would happen if I let myself get angry? What would happen if I admitted, wow, I'm feeling lonely right now? Guess what happened? Nothing. (laughs) I felt the feelings. Sometimes I cried a little and I moved on. Sometimes I have given in and eaten my feelings. I'm not saying I'm superhuman. I I still deal with this. In the past, I would have kept going, though, with the downward spiral and just gave up and ate whatever I wanted. This is why I write in my food journal with a pencil. I go in and erase what I ate. Now I'm honest about myself with myself about what I ate if I do have where I went ahead and ate certain foods just because of the way I felt. And sometimes I do write, uh, I was really tired that day. I'll put a little header because I try to keep it simple. I'm not trying to make it uh, really uh, convoluted where I have a lot of, I have to keep track of a lot of stuff. But then I can go back and look at, okay, that day or for two or three days, I did, I ate my feelings because I was tired or because, um, I was having a stressful day at, at work or, you know, I was having, um, uh, where I was having someone maybe not treat me the way I wanted to be treated. It takes the power away from the food when you do this, when you feel your feelings and you acknowledge it because when they come back again, then you you can uh, hopefully you're, you'll get that moment of you think, OK, I've, I've had this before and I'm not going to deal with it with the food. Now, what's a different way I can deal with it? You know, maybe go out and take a walk. And that actually brings me to step number two. Go do something physical. 
Instead of sitting and thinking about what is bothering you, why not go take a walk or better yet do some kickboxing? Now, don't do kickboxing if you haven't done it in a while. But um, kickboxing is the way that I kind of deal with stress. That's actually my favorite workout. And I don't do it very often because I don't want to get bored with it. But I've noticed that when I'm having those kind of feelings after I do one of those workouts, I'm feeling pretty good. I try to keep moving whenever I'm having those feelings instead of sitting and thinking about what is bothering me. What I've noticed and heard other people mention is once uh, they started moving, they were actually able to get their head clear and figure out the solution to what was bothering them. Now, sometimes I do physical activity, not just uh, because I'm feeling emotional, but one of the things I've learned about exercise or when I do it, and I've heard some other people say it, is I actually get my thoughts clear. It's actually when I come up with some of the my best ideas on things. So it's not just helping me with deal with my emotions, but it's also helping me with getting some things in my life uh, straight. Even during the day, I usually have my whole plan for the day done by the time I'm finished with my physical activity. A third thing you can do to deal with emotional eating is have a trusted person you can talk to about what's bothering you. Now make sure it's someone who will not say, uh, let's go get something to eat and talk about it. Because that seems to be our solution in today's world is, oh, you're having a bad day. Let's go get some ice cream with uh, you know, loads of chocolate and whatever else we can throw on it. Make sure it's someone who, who, who knows what you're trying to accomplish so they're not going to use that as a way to soothe your feelings. Or you might actually need to seek professional help from someone who specializes in helping people uh, that use food as a way to deal with their emotions. There's no, there's no shame in reaching out to even for professional help because it, it's hard to do this on your own. You need to have a support uh, system to help you. Now, I'll admit, uh, once I started using food uh, as a way to, uh, once I stopped using food as a way to suppress my emotions, things started to change in my life. It made me have to confront the fact that I was self-sabotaging myself. It wasn't anyone else's fault but mine. If I wasn't happy, it wasn't the fault of the people around me. And I finally got to the point where I realized it wasn't even the fault of the people that hurt me over the years. It was mine and it was time to stop using food as a way to punish myself. Because I, that's what I was doing. And I think there's some, some of us that um, are what they call obese, that that's a way that we do that. And we, that's how you keep people away. So you don't have to almost deal with the emotions because you don't have the, the relationships with others to deal with that. Another way I uh, combated my emotional eating, eating was I started doing things that the old Gwen would never have done. This is why I tell people, to, to track what I call uh, non-scale victories. And I tell them, you know, don't just focus on the scale going down. You need to think about other things you want to accomplish. Because once you get into maintenance and this and your goal isn't to get the scale to move anymore, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you, what's, what are you going to have that's going to keep you motivated? Now, one of the things I did uh, when I was was on my, my journey and I still do today is I try to set goals that are non, non-scale related. I remember I did my first 5K about three years ago. I don't run. I'm not a runner. I'll, I tell anybody that, but I do like to walk and I must be a fast walker because I, I had several people say, I saw you running the other day and I'm like, I don't run, 
but I like to walk. And so when I, I try to register for 5Ks where they, they allow walkers. But I know I'll never win one of those races because usually I'm, I'm the last one. But the thing, the reason why I keep signing up for them is because that's something I wouldn't have done before. And every time I cross that finish line, that's a reminder to me of, okay, when you're doing this, you're not letting the fact that you know you're not going to win keep you from trying. So I know I'm a winner. I keep all my bibs and I usually write the date what I did it because it means that much to me to remind me that I didn't give up on myself. Another thing I started doing was I started introducing myself to people I didn't know uh, when I would go out. I even got to know, um, I've even gotten to know some people online, reached out and got and have had a chance to know, uh, get to know some great people that have encouraged me to not just keep the weight off, but even to try new things like I'm doing this podcast. That's something that if you told me three years ago I would be doing, I would have probably laughed at you. So that's one of the ways I've combated, or some of the ways I've combated the emotional eating that I've done. And I used food as a way to self-medicate too. But when you start challenging yourself, showing yourself what you can do without using food um, to self-medicate, it's amazing what you'll be able to accomplish. But at least that's what happened for me. And I'm one of those people that I like to do, I, I like to study successful people and see how they did something and try to learn from them. And that's something I've learned from other uh, main, successful maintainers was there, they came to a point in their journey where they didn't focus on the scale going down. They started focusing on other areas of their lives, like relationships or um, like say going out and meet, meeting new people or doing things they never would have done. I've even contemplated doing a mud run, but I would have to run. So I don't know if that's going to happen anytime too soon. But hey, you never know. That's one of those things that maybe I'll get to a point where I'll try it and I can say I did it. Next time you reach for a certain food item, I want you to hear Coach Gwen's voice asking you, are you emotionally or physically hungry right now? Because remember, feelings come and go. Now, if the answer is, I'm eating my emotions, stop, step away from the food, and go figure out what is going on and deal with it. Now, if let's say you do go ahead and you know, you're know you like, oh, I ate my feelings, I, I, I couldn't resist, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't say that I'm so bad because I, I overate and I ate how I felt. I, I, I still deal with this. Even at the recording of this, I had to deal with that this week. It's, it's funny that this was the topic and that's what I had to actually combat this week. And I did pretty well because I knew what was going on. I knew why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And a lot of it was I just needed to get some rest. It wasn't even um, um, emotions of uh, stress or anything. It was just I needed to stop and regroup and get some rest. And I still logged my food and I didn't go on any crazy binges or anything. But I think because I knew what I was uh, conscious of what was going on, I, I was able to do better this time. It's all a part of what I call the maintenance mindset. It's working on the invisible weight, which is your feelings, things that go with your feelings, while working on losing the physical weight or keeping it off. I hope today's episode was a help to you. I'd like to hear from you if if this was helpful. Also, if you have any questions for me, don't hesitate to ask or if there's any certain topics you want to hear. 
If you go to my website, thegwenalexander.com, that's T-H-E, gwenalexander.com, you can go to the contact section of the site and send me a message. If you want to follow me, I'm also on Facebook. I'm The Gwen Alexander. I'm on Twitter. If you look for the handle at thegwen1685, you can fo- fo- find me on there and follow me. Also, if you can buy a copy of my book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, Loving Your Weight Maintenance Journey through Amazon.com, or you can go through my website and get it. Until next time, go out and create a life you don't have to use food to escape from. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise programs.